repeated mistakes, I guess, and yeah. people don't even uh, are not even aware of it actually. Right. right. Uh, so one of them is, but they, like just say, I like I just said, they don't understand. Mm. Well, if they don't understand, are you giving the information? Are you being succinct, or are you be are you being clear? Are you right. being specific? Yeah. Uh, did you give the right command? So, like, did you tell them what to do? Are you? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today, I'm here with Maria Ramon. And Maria, first of all, thanks for taking the time. How's how's everything going these days? Oh, good, good. Here in Brazil, it's very, very hot right now. <laughs> so it's, we're living the dream. <laughs> where where in Brazil are you? I'm very close to Sao Paulo. It, the, my town is called Taubaté. Oh, okay, yeah. Not 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 that familiar with all the local local places yet, but I think I think Anna mentioned it, so it, it seems seems maybe familiar. And and obviously, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about Anna and what you're doing as well. So it all makes sense later for those that kind of like, why are you mentioning Anna? But anyways, <laughs> you know, pleasure to have you part of the podcast. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive a little bit into your background, your work with communication, which is obviously, you know, set as a very important skill to have, especially also in the sport industry. Before we dive into, you know, communication and, and, and that kind of, you know, tips and advice that you have, why don't you talk a bit about, you know, your journey in the sport industry, like how it all started for you, uh, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yes, thanks for having me here uh, at your podcast. I've seen uh, a few of your previous podcasts and I liked it a lot. I think it's you have very cool stuff in there. Um, so, yes, so <laughs> my, um, my interest in sports has begun a long time ago. Right. Since when I was a kid, I loved sports, not enough to be an uh, elite athlete. <laughs> So I had to do something different in order right. to be a part of it, right? Yes. So when I was, I lived in the U.S. for a while. Hmm. And so I might, I watched another podcast where you, where the, the person also lives in the U.S. And he's all, he was always saying soccer. So I might say soccer sometimes, <laughs> okay? Don't worry. It's all good. Let's, we have some American well, listeners too, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try like soccer and football. But anyway, so I lived in the U.S. for quite a while. And yeah. uh, when I was there, I was bonding with people. I needed to create rapport. Mm. And in order to do that, I found the easiest and the fastest and the most interesting way for me would be through sports. So right. I asked them, yeah, I asked them to teach me uh, what was the football all about, the American football right. and basketball and baseball. And I noticed that uh, it was an event. So whenever they went to the to the places, to the games, to the match, it was events like it wasn't only the match only to watch the players play but they were they did like they have the tailgating which is the before the <laughs> yeah, match yeah. and then they have the after hours and they during the show during the game they have shows and yeah. i guess everybody's familiar with or most of people are familiar with super bowl right yeah yeah it's been uh, which is it's been extremely, uh, you know, big, big thing, you know, in the U.S. and especially, you know, going across Europe the last couple of, you know, 
years or maybe even 10 years at this point where Super Bowl's be, become a big global event for people to watch. Exactly. So, um, so knowing that, that that's very, uh, that's their passion, I thought that would be a great way to build the rapport, to talk to them about something and to bond. Right. And that got me very interested. So I, I went to many different sports events there. And um, so when I got back to Brazil and I started my career in communication, I was lucky enough to one of my first clients was a medical, a sports medical, a mm. sports, sports doctor, sorry. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And with her, we did, I, I went through a lot of things with her. So we did her uh, slides for her Congress speech. Right. We, we, I trained her for her um social media videos and we even she has a a biomechanic uh, a biomechanic uh, um, man I forget the the name of it but anyway it it is a machine uh, they are uh, recording it records your movements Mm. for your biomechanics got it and we did it together, like we put it all together. Wow. Yes, it's our uh, our kid. I, I call how yeah. is how is our kid doing? So this has been like I don't know, <laughs> seven eight years ago. Yeah. And um, so that opened my eyes for this new industry that I saw that it was up and coming, and they demanded a lot of things, a lot of skills that the business had done before, and yep. now it's going over to the sports industry. So the sports industry is becoming more and more professionalized and more and more uh, businessy, if I yeah. could say that. No, 100%. 100%. Yes. So I saw that, uh, I saw in that an opportunity for me to be in the environment that I always wanted. Right. And also do what I love, which is communication. And right now, uh, I work with Anna, like we're going to talk about, I guess. And uh, But I work with lots of people from the sports industry, such as uh, um, physical therapists, scouts, uh, doctors, even athletes. Hmm. And I am actually not, a, maybe not an athlete sports, but yeah. I scuba dive, which is a hmm. sport, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I. We'll let it slip. We'll let it slip. Right. And uh, the communication goes along with the training because there are a lot of training and the way that they give, they present all the, um, the information is usually very much from people who do not come from education. So I'm going in and I'm actually trying to uh, change it a little bit. Right. So we are going to give some colors for that communication. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's usually how it is, right? You got to shake things up a bit and, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm mean, like, obviously, you know, it's it's important to be involved in in sport, whether that's scuba diving or not. Too, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's still still a sort of sort of an uh, sports activity, if we if we would say that 
that way but let's let's talk a little bit obviously you know i i saw as well you have your you have your own company uh but you're also currently working at vesta um which is obviously you know where where anna works as well but but talk a little bit about you know obviously your own um uh, you know business but also like some of your key responsibilities and tasks you have uh with with vesta so Vesta is a company from uh, Anna's company, and she has recently invited me to join her. Uh, what does she do? She, all, as uh, as we were talking earlier, we saw the increase of uh, need for business skills into the teams, into the clubs, especially soccer teams or football teams here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And Anna has like uh, her consulting group consists of like three pillars. So which is process, people and communication. Right. And uh, we help businesses, more clubs to make sure they have those skills. And my part in it is about the communication. Sure. Uh, so what do we do? Uh, especially on communication, which is my role, okay? Yeah. We train people to have communication skills. So is communication something that I need to be born with? The answer is no. Communication is a skill, just like just like kicking to the goal. Like, right. you know, the more you yeah. kick, the more uh, you're going to get to it. Yes, so uh, communication is also a skill. So we can practice, we can train, we can right. get better at it. We don't need to be born like a good communicator. <laughs> so this is what we do. We coach people through their journey on improving their communication. Mm. For example, uh, so people that have like, um, especially like right now we are having uh, consulting in a group that is starting, in a team that is starting, right? Right. A club, sorry. I'm still getting familiar with the 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 the, the names of it, but yeah. I, I call it a lot of businesses uh, names. But anyway, so uh, the club is starting right now. Right. And they have a lot of, uh, they have uh, a lot of problem with conflict. So they don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. But how, and then I asked them, like, how are you presenting the information? Are you taking into consideration the background? Like, mm. so uh, who are you talking to? Right. And so that makes a lot of differences on whenever you, want, you have your end result. So mm. we have like, so we solve conflict through communication we can have people influenced by communication, persuaded. Uh, we also create storytelling. So mm. in this club, we we need the owner, which he is, he is a uh, athlete. He was an athlete, right? So he is retired now as an athlete. Right. Yeah. And he needs to bond with these kids that are coming because it's the base club, right? Right. So we, they need to bond. So we create this storytelling for him to go and give speeches for people, for him, for him whenever he's trying to right. bond, to create a rapport. He's giving this storytelling, the story of his life. Yeah. But the part that makes sense for that specific 
context. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, important for sure. Yeah, so we also create slides and presentation for people. So we help them on the scripts. So they're going to present results. For example, I had a, a physical therapist who wanted to present some results in a more formal way because his club is professional now. Right. So he came to us and what we did was we created a script and the result was he said he was he spent less time explaining himself because the information was organized right so yeah so yeah i mean like uh, communication is obviously a, a big part right of of any industry but also you know the sport industry itself and obviously the more professionalized it it becomes the more you know critical it it is right and in order to express the right kind of information you know and don't have to explain everything again and again you know it's a, it's a lot of important factor but talk a little bit about you know uh, communication skills and and related to like why this is so important in the sport industry today so we communication skills there are so many things that we need to have however i will give you uh five critical skills that we need to keep in mind. Yep. So the first and foremost is to be a good listener. So a lot of people think that to be a good communicator, you need to talk well. That is true. It's not wrong. Yep. However, if you don't listen to what your audience wants, you're right. going to give them something that they don't understand or they don't know. So we need to understand where should we start? So to be a good listener is like very important. Uh, so after that, we need three things to be a good communicator, uh, which is to be succinct, generous, and specific. Mm -hmm. What is what does that mean? I need uh, to be succinct would be something like I need to say something not more or not less that I need just enough because if i say less the person is going to get lost they right. will not know what to do if i say too much i'm going to confuse them with too much information yeah. so just enough does it answer the question yeah if if the answer is yes keep it if the answer is no just don't say it you don't need to say everything you know right um right so you need to be generous again that's linked with the good listener because you need to understand what level. So, for example, uh, if we are talking about cross-cultural communication and English is a second language for everybody, right? So, should I, uh, so if I am an American person, should I put in some words that are very difficult or should I just make it simple? Right. You probably should make it simple. Uh, am I talking to uh, the base, like under 21, or am I talking to professional athletes? Right. So what kind of, what? who is my audience and how do they want to get that message? So I need to be generous sure. in that. I also need to be specific because the obvious is only obvious if you know it. Yeah. Unless... <laughs> Unless you know it, it's not obvious, right? Yeah. So you need to be specific. A lot of a lot of my clients say to me, "Ah, oh, but he doesn't understand." 
and I asked, did you actually say everything needs to be said? Oh, no, but this doesn't need to be said. He needs to know that. Nobody needs to know everything. You, can't, you, you really need to be specific. You need to say what you want. Right. Uh, and also say what you want, not what you don't want. Mm. Because if you say don't, uh, maybe you can say uh, don't do this movement, right? Don't don't kick it with your right leg. Right. That's the first thing they will do. Yeah. You have to say what you want. Kick it with your left leg because we want to make sure you have the left leg ready if you ever need to use it right. in an emergency. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So give the importance to and last but not least is something that athletes should have a lot uh, and the people who work with them should have as well, which is emotional intelligence. Mm. I need to understand how I work, how my communication work in order to understand the other persons and how I'm going to adjust it. Right. So uh, emotional intelligence in communication is key. That's right. right. It's, it's a lot of factors, right? Involving to like reading the room, like understanding, you know, how, you know, things are changing accordingly to what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of factors, right? Involved with that and how people are responding, right? With not necessarily having to say anything, you know, and, and all these factors. So obviously it's, it, it's a critical role, but I think you, you covered kind of key areas here. And, and, and that's why I think it's important on the next one here, where we're going to talk a little about, you know, what are some of the typical, you know, challenges or i guess mistakes people tend to make when you know communicating and presenting uh because obviously there's a lot of you know key things here but but what are some of the things that people tend to 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 i wouldn't say mess up but but at least you know uh, struggle with to 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 begin with when they're not you know maybe too comfortable yet on their communication skills well, there are so many mistakes or so many repeated mistakes, I guess, and yeah. people don't even uh, are not even aware of it, actually. Right. right. Uh, so one of them is, but they, like, just say, I, like I just said, they don't understand. Mm. Well, if they don't understand, are you giving the information? Are you being succinct or are you, be, are you being clear? Are you right. being specific? Yeah. Uh, did you give the right command? So like, did you tell them what to do? Are you straightforward? Um, there is another thing too, which is because now we are looking at the sports and the globalization of it. So you are in Norway, right? Yep. If, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you're in Norway. Mm -hmm. I'm in Brazil and we are connecting, right? Yeah. Like live. Um, <laughs> So I don't even need to be in our way to be talking to you right now. Sure. And the, it's like maybe a 12, 13 hour flight to very close to Norway and then two more, maybe to Amsterdam and then two more hours to Norway. I'm there in less than 24 hours, right? So, well, I lived in Estonia for a year too. Mm. Yeah, and so, so been, I went, yeah, I've been to, 
Scandinavia. Nice. Uh, never to Norway, no. Uh, to Finland, but anyway. Now, now, now we just got to cut it here. <laughs> 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 no, but you'll, yeah. uh, you have to visit Norway at some point, though. <laughs> I will, I will. Yeah. But so anyways, uh, why am I talking about this? Because uh, cross-communication, uh, cross-cultural communication is a key factor in many of the sports industry because we have a lot of, I have a lot of Brazilian clients right. who go to uh, Europe uh, mm. clubs. Yeah. And then they say this, uh, but they are very rude. Mm, yeah. For Brazilians, people are rude. However, for them, like for Norway people, they are straightforward, right? Yeah. I just say what I need to say. Yeah. And that's being polite, actually. That's respect. For, for you guys, maybe that's respecting right. my feelings, my time, right? Yeah. But... For Brazilians, we go around and we talk and we say, hey, how are you? So we have a whole conversation, a whole five to ten minute conversation <laughs> before we even get to business, right? Right. right. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know if yeah, you it's, have it's a good had. point, right? I mean, like, it's it's very different culture-wise, right? In terms of how we deal, you know, not only in personal life, but also in business, right? I think this is a very important point. And and respecting you know each each culture and understanding you're in a different you know country perhaps you know working i mean like they have their ways of doing things right and sometimes you have to play along those rules but then there's also you know there are some how can i say advantages because we always talk about this in um when i so i i lived a few years in the u.s too i did my master there so in san francisco um and uh i remember we we I, very early in like ID phase of, of sporting global startup we we attended like some events and, and they always said to us because it was all Nordic Nordic startups and they said well one of the perks we have is that if people kind of say oh we'll meet up if the Americans say oh maybe we'll we'll have like a meeting later right we 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 say okay but then this has to be done right like if somebody says like oh we'll meet up sometime you gotta meet up right so we'll we'll keep following up until we get that meeting but in the U.S., that doesn't necessarily mean you're actually going to get that meeting unless they're very specific. And I know this because I mean, like I talk with people and they're like, yeah, maybe we grab lunch someday. I'm like, cool. Then they didn't happen. Right. Because they didn't really mean that. So it, it, it's kind of like, you know, a learning process. And then you just got to utilize, you know, your your social and, and cultural skills in order to kind of figure all that out on your own. But uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's a good learning lesson, you know, to to talk with people from from different cultures and see how, how this works. This is exactly what I mean. And this in communication is key in that because what I need to, what, what people lack, and that's not only Brazilians. Okay. That's like people, sure. pe people lack uh, asking questions. Yeah. So there are some cultures that are better in asking questions than others. However, people, they say, ah, if I ask too much questions, they will think I'm dumb yeah. or they will think that I, don't, I didn't understand. Right. But to be honest, as an as a educator, we know that if you have questions, that's because you kind of got it, everything. So you want to make sense. You want to know more, you, want, you know? So, right. um, so this is what I the tip that I could give for people who are 
going, especially when people are going to, for example, you said that here is a lot of students who are going to right. ingress in, in the sports industry or wants to change areas or something. Yeah. Ask questions. Right. Don't assume anything because assuming can make you do work like three times more than you should have right. if you ask questions. Right. And also for people who say, I don't understand what they, I, I don't understand why they are not doing what I told them to. Mm. Ask questions. Right. Ask them like, so you, whenever you're finished give the, delegating or giving them uh, an assignment, ask questions. So what's your first step after you're going to do this? Mm. Or uh, what are the three key points that I talked to you here today that you got? Why, wh why was it worth it for you to be here with me today? So why are you leaving? What is the, the takeaway? You know, so yeah. those, this is like... Sometimes it's just too. about a clarity, right? Just kind of, you know, yeah. ensuring or making sure that, okay, do, do we are, are we on the same page, you know, before we move forward? Because even, even if you kind of say one thing and like one person say, yeah, no, it makes sense. And the other pe person also, okay, I explained it the way it should be. It, it still doesn't necessarily mean that we, you know, interpreted it the same way, you know, which is all also a, a key thing, right? And that obviously how sometimes mistakes happen or, you know, things, things being said the wrong way. So sometimes you just need to clarify, like, okay, did you actually mean, you know, X, Y, C, right? Was this mm -hmm. what you intended me to do? And then, you know, you, you, at least you're sure, right? So then you ask the question and then, you know, for fact. Um, and, and I think, you know, since we're kind of like all already in the aspect of, you know, tips and insights, like what other tips do you have for students when it comes to communication skills when entering the sport industry besides obviously you know asking questions and and second of all like what are some key roles where you know excellent communication skills are 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 critical or important because obviously there's a lot of people that you know they have different objectives they have have different goals they want to reach in the in, in the sport industry and Usually those those roles they most people at least are are exciting to excited to go in. They they demand a lot of good communication skills. So I think it's important we we talk talk about this topic. Uh so the tip for for people that are ingressing is communication is key in every level in every position. Okay. Uh that of course some more than others. However, if you let leave it for for you, for example, you're just coming in right now and you are the internship who will punch in the, the data and then somebody else will go read the data and present the results, right? If you leave, if you let let it go and don't work on your communication until you are in that position who is presenting you're late because yeah. this is something like it, this is like an athlete trying to get in the professional level only when they get uh only when the club comes and say well why don't you come play for us you right. know what i mean yeah, that's so not gonna happen. That's exactly <laughs> that's not gonna happen. That's not the way it happens. You get there because you have that, right? Yeah. Because you have uh these the skills. So uh one tip is start 
learning communication right now. Uh, Self-awareness is the most important thing. So you need to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. So to know what you can improve and get even better and to know what you need to, to do to mitigate some results that are not favorable for you. Um, so that would be a few tips, okay? Uh, now, the roles that are most in evidence, maybe not important, but in evidence, right. would be leadership roles. Mm. So coaches, uh, people who present uh, results, assistant coaches, because they do need to, to give. I'm talking about soccer because this is my world right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it would be... Luckily, in most least... sports, there are coaches and assistant coaches. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll, you'll have a lot of it. I think people care yeah. a lot. Good. Okay. So, but it's leadership positions, right? So it's coaches, assistant coaches, people who are like the doctors who need to present and talk to the media, you know, like talking to the media is, you need to be very careful with that kind of communication. So physical therapists who need to present the data and also need to, they need the, the, they need to tell the coaches or the the physical trainers to go there and what they need to do. So they need to co- to have a good communication among themselves to make sure that the athletes are going to get hurt, right? Right. right. So uh, so the people who delegate, they have to give example. They have to influence. If you have to sell your idea or a product, right. a product being uh, something that you invented. And then you want to sell to them or solve conflict. Leadership mm-hmm. positions always solve conflict, right? Yeah. So this is key for them to have mastered the communication skills. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of important things. And I, I, I would touch upon one thing as well, what you talked about in terms of, you know, the, the selling aspect, right? Because I mean, like, obviously, sometimes as you know, young students and professionals, too, you kind of like coming in an organization, and they, they say, like, Oh, work on this project, or do you have any new ideas, right? And you, you get the freedom to, to come up with something, right? To maybe like, you want to do like a, a new, new survey, or you want to do like a new project, or you want to, you know, introduce something new then your job is to convince them why you should do it. You know, so obviously you need to do your research and say, okay, here's the numbers that I found, but you also need to be able to present that, you know, in a way that is, okay, no, this is, this makes sense. We should go for it. You know, we should, uh, the team or the club, you know, would support that initiative. And if you can't do that, I mean, like, doesn't matter what kind of job you do, you know, you still got to convince them to, to do it because yeah. they have a lot of projects that you want to do. And I know this, from running my own company as well, that there's a lot of things we want to do, but we can't do everything. So we pick the ones which has the best, you know, concepts around it. And then we believe fits what we're doing the, the best and the timing for it. So it's, it, it's, it doesn't matter, right. In a sense where perhaps what level you are, but just the ability to, you know, be very clear in your messaging, right. In terms of what you want to, express or what you want to you know contribute with and the best way to really excel is is by you know being initiative taking initiative and and explaining that in a in a great way and that's that's a fast 
almost like a fast path, right? To 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 making progress. Yes. So it would be just like an athlete, like a, a football player. Right. If they have, they doesn't matter how much how much talent they have. If they don't show it, for, they don't show it for the scout. They right. will never get picked. Right. So this is this is it. So you need to show that you know. You need to show the importance of your idea for you to sell that idea and get that idea implemented. Right. And once you get that implemented, once you sold it to them, then you get in evidence and then you uh, have a high performance. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to bring one personal story too, because I always think about this when we talk about communication and presentation skills, because I, I always thought it was uh, funny. Um, and I remember... I remember before, like when I was younger, I was just very nervous, you know, presenting, but I, I always got like good grades presenting and stuff. So I kind of knew like, you know, I was, I was fairly decent at it, but I was still very like nervous. Right. And I didn't really, I couldn't calm down, you know, well enough. So I was always very scared and nervous of per presenting. And then I remember like I had, when I had my internship in Norway at the football association, I had to present my, my bachelor thesis for the entire leadership group. And I, I was so nervous, probably like the most nervous I ever been in my life, I think, presenting something. And uh, I remember like I was so nervous and I was presenting everything. And I remember after people said like, you know, you you did so great. Like, and I said like, ah, I was so nervous. And they said like, but we didn't see it. And I said, at that point, I knew that, okay, I can, I can breathe. Because even if I'm nervous, I didn't really show. So hence, like that just took like a big big uh, portion of my shoulders but what i wanted to like say about it is that i you don't know that until you try right until you actually you know present and and you talk with people okay well i was nervous or whatever it is right and and people say okay well no i couldn't see it or maybe they were just being nice but it did something about you know me mentally that that really kind of changed you know, how I do, you know, my presentation, like how I go into those. Obviously, I believe there's always important being a little bit nervous so you perform better, but yes. uh, that's another thing, you know. I, 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 would, I would tell you something real quick uh, about what you just told me. Sure. And it is interesting because uh, what you said right now, being nervous, it doesn't matter how good it is. I have worked with uh, communication for over eight years, like around 10 years now. And every time I will go into like a, a speech, I always have butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. And this is the just enough to yeah. keep me on my toes. Right. Because this will make me practice because practice makes a high performance, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, so you need to practice. Yeah. And also, when you talk, there are certain things that will show people you are nervous. Mm -hmm. And maybe, which is like manipulating yourself, that's one. Or when you get your breath, like you're out of breath. Other than that, you can be shaking. If people are not yes. seeing it, they will not know that you are nervous. Yeah. So this is... Probably what happened to you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good personal story, right? But my point is, I think it's just Perfect. at the end of the day, you just gotta practice. You know, you gotta put yourself out there, and then you'll know. You know, kind of, you know, okay, what should I improve? What should I, you know, do better? And and like we both have said now is that you know it's okay to be nervous. It's it's part of it, and it will never go away. And it's it's always gonna make it you a little bit better. So. <laughs> 
uh, we, we, with that, Maria, you know, we're about to run out of time. So I would like to thank you so much, you know, for taking the time, uh, for sharing your tips and insight. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you part of the podcast. Thank you, Ole. Absolutely. So we have we have one more. Uh, well, since you've seen the podcast, I guess maybe you know, but we have like a podcast tradition that, that we always do. And so I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. <laughs> Nice. I love language. Go ahead. Oh, all right. So with every video we do, we always finish with vi snakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. Okay, say it again. Vi snakkes. Vi snakkes. There you go. Easy. All right. <laughs> Good job, Maria. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, for everyone thank else that's been here all the way at the end, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well, so you get weekly tips every week and on our YouTube channel. Join the Sporting Global community, of course, to connect with like-minded people, find relevant job opportunities, and find some of the best programs. And check out the amazing courses that we have at academy.sportingglobal.com. So thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. Thank you once again. And we'll talk very soon.